This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. When a person walks out onto the lawn and accidentally steps into dog poop, their usual reaction is, oh, crap. For Joe Biden, it's just another day at the office. Joe Biden not only walks in the crap, he spews it from his mouth. He steps in it and smears it everywhere and has zero idea that he has even stepped in it. I want to play something for you, my Truth Hurts program listeners. This is something that you may not catch at first, and I hope you do. But if you don't, I'll explain it to you. Here is Joe Biden speaking to a group of reporters outside. The idea that we're going to walk away from Ukraine, the idea that we're going to let NATO begin to split is totally against the interests of the United States of America, and it is against our word we've given so since Trump sent all the way back to Eisenhower. So it's about time we make sure that Congress come home and pass the legislation funding NATO. It's critical. All right, you may have missed this, my friends. I'm going to play it and break it down for you bit by bit. The idea that we're going to walk away from Ukraine. The idea that we're going to walk away from the Ukraine. We're not walking away from anything. We've given them quite a bit, in fact. And we're just now taking a good hard look at how much more Joe Biden wants us to send in hush money payments to keep he and his family out of hot water. But let's continue. The idea that we're going to let NATO begin to split. The idea, did you hear it? That we're going to begin to let NATO split. Ukraine is not a part of NATO, the North American Treaty Organization. They've never been a member, and they will never be a member. In fact, Taiwan is not a member of NATO, neither is Israel. So for Biden to try and use this opportunity to call out Congress from their two-week recess, which they're entitled to, Joe Biden's been on vacation 41% of his time in office, I think Congress is entitled to a a reprieve, a break, a small time off, a recess from time to time. But let's let the president continue. It's totally against the interests of the United States of America. It's totally against the interests of the United States of America by not wanting to fund wars in other countries? No, that's not against the interest of the United States of America at all, Mr. President. Our interest is securing our own border to stop the massive invasion of as many as 180 illegal immigrants that you have let in, you and your predecessors, Barack Hussein Obama, and yes, even a few that got in under Donald Trump. But let's continue. And it is against our word we've given so since Trump since. And it's against our word that we've given since Truman? Wait a minute. The Ukraine, I don't even think, existed as a country when Truman was around. It was all part of Mother Russia. Truman? But he'll correct himself. He'll correct himself. Take a listen. All the way back to Eisenhower. Yeah, all the way back to Eisenhower when NATO was formed. Gotcha. Gotcha, Mr. President. You're trying to guilt Congress and the American people into giving you your way so we can continue spending tens of billions of dollars in hush money to pay off the Ukrainians for not ratting you and your crime family out. So it's about time we make sure that Congress come home and pass the legislation funding NATO. It's critical. Now there was the last mistake. That it is critical that Congress come home and pass the legislation funding NATO. Once again, NATO 
had absolutely nothing to do with the Ukraine, Israel, or Taiwan. Not at all. Now, they've also tried this week to turn it around and make Donald Trump somehow a part of this. The vast overwhelming majority of Americans know that Joe Biden is not fit to remain as the president. 86% of Americans last week in the Ipsos Knowledge Panel polling said that the 81-year-old Biden is too old to serve another term. But that's okay. Joe Biden doesn't care about the polling. He does want you to think, though. He says he wants you to know. But he wants you to think that most of the money he's looking for for the Ukraine will actually be spent here in the U.S. Now, before I get into this, let me just say this. If my son tomorrow came to me and said, Dad, I want $50,000 to take a trip to Europe. Okay? $50,000 to take a trip to Europe. And I said, well, I don't want to spend my money in Europe. And then my son comes back with this bass backwards logic that in that 50000 would be plane tickets on a plane that was built in the U.S. And fuel that was refined in the U.S. And the clothing he bought was purchased at a store in the U.S. And that his Uber ride would be in a car that was manufactured in the U.S. driven by a U.S. citizen. And therefore, his trip to Europe is really a trip to pay the United States of America. The Associated Press's Jamie Stengel writes, Biden wants people to know most of his money for Ukraine would be spent in the U.S. The story in the Associated Press out of Mesquite, Texas, at a bustling construction site outside of Dallas, there are hopes that Congress can finally pass nearly 95 billion, with a B, dollars in foreign aid, including massive funding for Ukraine. Why? because factory jobs in the U.S. depend on some of that money. Aerospace and defense company General Dynamics has a new factory in the Dallas suburb of Mesquite, Texas, and they're expected to initially employ 150 people to produce munitions, you know, bullets and weapons and bombs. It's set to open in June of this year, and construction is almost done with newly planted shrubs and trees in place at the sprawling complex overlooking one of the area's busiest interstate highways. The Director of Economic Development for Mesquite, Texas, is Kim Buttram, Buttram, B-U-T-T-R-A-M. I wonder if she stepped up to say this or if she said it from the rear, but we won't go there. Kim Buttram says, we want to increase our wages and increase our skill levels and job opportunities. So what? All companies want to do that. As President Gropey Joe Biden pushes the House Republicans to pass needed aid, he calls it needed, it's really wanted, Mr. Biden wants voters to understand that nearly two-thirds, $40 billion of that money for the Ukraine, will actually end up being spent in U.S. factories spread out across the country, including Scranton, Pennsylvania, Joe's hometown, can you say pandering, Lima, Ohio, as well as Mesquite, Texas. Mike Johnson is the Republican Speaker of the House, and he's refusing to put the bill up for a vote on the House floor on the premise that it does not meet the needs of the American public. And he would be correct. The immediate needs of the American public right now are a reversal of Joe Biden's Bidenomics policies that have created more than 18% inflation since Biden took office, that have caused interest rates to skyrocket, that have cost people their jobs. 
The interest of the American people includes closing the southern border to tens of millions of illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading migrants. But that's not what Joe Biden wants you to concentrate on. He doesn't want you looking at his failure as a president. This supplemental bill will ask for $95 billion in foreign aid, including money for Ukraine, a little bit for Israel, a tiny bit for Taiwan, and yes, some to Palestine to fund the Hamas terrorists. Of the $60.7 billion in that $95 billion package going directly to Ukraine, Biden says, ah, don't worry about it being $60 billion for Ukraine because almost $39 billion will go to the U.S. factories that will make the munitions and gear and the missiles, according to the Associated Press, from information provided by the Biden administration. Biden said on Tuesday, while this bill sends military equipment to Ukraine, spends most of the money right here in the United States of America, a place like Arizona, where Patriot missiles are built, Alabama, where Javelin missiles are built, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Texas, where artillery shells are made. This argument is supposed to challenge the criticisms by most common sense thinking Republicans that the federal government should be spending more money at home instead of supporting overseas wars. Yes, some of the munitions are made in the United States of America, but it doesn't matter. What could we possibly do with $95 billion right here at home? Those same factories that are making munitions to simply send overseas to be blown up like fireworks on the 4th of July and will not end the war in the Ukraine, will not solve the Palestine-Israel crisis, will not help Taiwan to remain a secure sovereign entity we could use those factories to build the freaking wall to stop the massive influx of illegal immigrants at our southern border according to biden most of the money in this bill is going to go to u.s companies and workers it's going to fund assembly lines to refill something oh yeah the depleted stockpiles of weapons and gear from our own military that have been sent overseas to the ukraine to fight a war with some country that is not even our ally. They claim that Joe Biden is channeling Franklin D. Roosevelt to resurrect the World War II era concept that America is the arsenal of democracy. But I am not going to buy the lies of Joe Biden. The opposition, most vocally being sounded from former president and current presidential candidate Donald Trump, the Republican frontrunner, is that he can revive U.S. manufacturing without sending all of that product over to a useless war that we have no business being involved in. Trump is opposing the U.S. package to help the Ukraine. He's openly expressed a willingness to let Russia invade NATO allies who do not spend enough of their own budgets on defense. Well, let me just put this into perspective. Number one, he didn't say that. That is the perception that the media has come out and said. What Donald Trump basically said is, let's say you have neighbors who are bullies. They come over to your lawn and they trash your car and they, they throw dog feces at your front door. And every single time it happens, your neighbors call you and say, hey, the bullies put dog crap on my front door again and they tore up my azaleas and they, and they, and they wrote nasty things on my car. Can you come help? And by help, they mean you come over and fix everything and they sit back and watch and complain because they don't like the manner in which you fixed everything. No, Donald Trump is basically saying, hey, 
if you want us, the good neighbor, to help you out, you need to kick in a little bit of your own effort, a little bit of your own money, a little bit of your own resolve. We're not going to come over there and fix all of your problems every single time you have problems and then let you criticize us for fixing your problems in a manner that you don't approve of. Republicans in Congress are taking their lead right now from Donald Trump. The extreme right flank of the party is increasingly questioning the value of U.S. interventions around the world. And here's the problem. I agree. Sure, I think we should help France, as long as France kicks in their fair share. You see, with the Democratic political party in America, fairness, equity, you know, that type of stuff, only applies when you're helping out a Democrat or a minority whose numbers tend to vote Democrat. It's really simple. Barack Hussein Obama and his minion, his lackey, his little puppet, Joe Biden, spent eight years in the White House saying that everyone should pay their fair share. But now that Donald Trump is calling on NATO allies to pay their fair share for their own defenses, suddenly that's a bad thing. And then they want to say Donald Trump wants Vladimir Putin to invade all of our allies. He didn't say that. In every movie you've ever seen where someone goes out and teaches the bully a lesson initially, and then the bully gets their ego bruised and decides they want to come back for more, the hero of that movie always teaches the townsfolk how to defend themselves, how to use their own resources to stop the bully. Joe Biden and the Democrats have a whole different scenario here. You see, Biden and his family, his personal family, are involved in some pretty shady stuff in the Ukraine. Remember, Hunter Biden got this cushy job on the board of directors of Burisma, the national gas company, and he had no knowledge whatsoever about the gas industry, the petrochemical industry as a whole, or the nation of Ukraine. He had no knowledge whatsoever, but for some hush money, for some influence peddling, for a little something something, kicking back to Big Joe, the big guy, the 10% guy, now the Ukraine is saying, hey, 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 we have some dirt on you people. We have dirt on you Bidens. You better find a way to send us lots and lots of money. We will have a war and we will let you kick in 60 billion here, 70 billion there, 95 billion here. We will keep 20% off the top and then we will funnel some of it back to you. That's the kind of stuff that happens in those foreign countries. The corruption. Of course, we have corruption here, and corruption thy name is Biden in the United States of America. Mike Johnson, the House Speaker, is refusing to bring this foreign aid bill up because it lacks a single dollar to secure the southern border of the United States where immigrants continue to cross by the hundreds of thousands per month. He's previously rejected a bipartisan Senate bill that did provide a teeny tiny little bit of money to address our immigration crisis. But he rightfully said those minuscule efforts in the Senate bill would not come anywhere close to solving the actual border crisis. Johnson said at a news conference, the Republican-led House will not be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill that was opposed by most Republican senators. It's time for Washington to start showing some love to Americans. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell is imploring his colleagues to try to understand that the funds from the package are for historic investments 
right here in America. McConnell, who is showing to be more and more a Democrat Party member than a Republican each and every time he comes to the podium, said in a floor speech during the days of debate around the Senate bill, quote, This is about rebuilding the arsenal of democracy and demonstrating our allies and adversaries that we're serious about exercising American strength. My friends, we must stop every dime of government spending to a single foreign country until we get our house in order here on U.S. soil. And anyone who says otherwise is anti-American in my personal, professional opinion. You're listening to the Truth Hurts program. New York Post has an article entitled, Biden's new border plan shows that, quote, I can't do anything, unquote, was always a lie. The White House just proved that Republican objections to the Senate border deal was the correct move after all. In a leaked preview of next month's State of the Union address in Axios, a source close to Biden, a top White House staff member, under condition of anonymity, has revealed that President Biden is considering the bold move of issuing an executive order that would dramatically stanch the flow of migrants into the Southwest. In other words, he knows he had the same executive authority that Donald Trump had, and he has been hiding that for three years and two months now. He really did have the power to do this, just like I told you he had, just like the GOP told you he had. It was only last month that Biden claimed, quote, I've done all I can do to stop the border crisis. If the bill were law today, I'd shut the border down right now, when he was pushing for the Schumer-Lankford bill. We all know that Biden is an elderly man with a poor memory, but can he really have forgotten that he always has had this authority and chose to open the borders to all comers? The problem in this instance is not the cognitive decline of Joseph R. Biden. The real deal is it's an administration that has been lying to you for the past three years and now that they get close to an election they realize rut row the shit dust got real and people do not trust him to handle securing our border and the democratic political party always relying on and banking on two things number one the let's blame everything on republicans game and number two the excessively short memory and attention span of most democratic party voters is if I come in riding like a white knight and close the border just before the election, then I'll be a hero. And people will say, look, Joe Biden, despite Congress not doing anything, has finally found a way to close the border and to stop illegal immigration. Yay, Team Biden. Bullshit. Let's go, Brandon. Let's admit the truth. You are a failure. You have been a failure. And for as long as you remain in power, you shall continue. To be a failure. Shortly after starting this border crisis, Joe Biden said the immediate jump in illegal immigration was perfectly normal and that it happens every single solitary year. That was a direct quote. The editorial that Biden alone owns the border crisis is reality. Recently impeached, but yet somehow still in power, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has repeatedly lied to Congress and to the American people 
saying right to the camera that the border was secure. Even though his agency has released three and a half million illegal immigrants right on into our country. Just right on in. Many more have scurried right past Border Patrol agents. But French Dip, the quota hire, the little black lesbian girl, Corinne Jean-Pierre said, quote, This president have done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. Another lie. The administration's constant and continuous lies on immigration have been so brazen, so gigantic, so frequently repeated, and the results have been so catastrophic that this last-minute attempt at a PR move before the election should not work. But then again, it depends on whether or not the dumber half of Americans, the ones with the D affiliation, will fall for the lies. The whole reason for the so-called bipartisan Senate bill was to have it rejected by Republicans so that Democrats running for office could shift the blame for the border crisis to the GOP. If the president can just stop the mass infiltration on his own, as Republicans have been saying for years, then the whole rationale for a rushed border bill dries up, evaporates into thin air. This leak about the president's plans didn't specify what the possible executive order would say, but the president has always had the authority under Section 212F of the Immigration and Nationality Act to, quote, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens at any time for as long as he wants if he judges that letting them in would be detrimental to the interests of the United States. But he doesn't even have to make such a bold move. He could simply undo some of the 500 plus immigration actions he's taken over the last three years that simply make it easy for illegal immigrants to not only come in, but to stay. He could detain border jumpers, as he's required to do, by the way, by law, instead of letting them go on into our country. He could turn people away at the border. To show you how dramatic Biden's border vandalism has been, in December of 2020, the last full month of Donald Trump's tenure in office, the Border Patrol released 17 illegal border jumpers. 17. In December of 2023, Biden's policies resulted in the release of 191,142. If you're doing math, that's 11,000 times more migrants let loose to roam free in the United States under Biden in one month as compared to one month under Donald Trump. Hell, Biden could pressure our neighbor to restart the Remain in Mexico policy. Or he could restore the safe third country agreements that Trump had negotiated with multiple Central American nations. He could allow ICE agents to do their jobs again, reversing the policies that have resulted in a 67% drop in the deportation of criminal aliens. Whatever Biden's thinking about doing, he better do it soon. January, he saw a minimum of 6,000 immigrants a day crossing illegally at the southern border. And that's a little bit less than the 10,000 a day in December. But still, it is six times more than Barack Obama's DHS secretary would, quote, overwhelm the department's ability to control the border, unquote. For each day that gropey Joe Biden delays doing something to reverse the disaster he created, it represents thousands and thousands more illegal immigrants simply released into American communities. And that, my friends, was the whole point of what Biden has done from the word go. This is the Truth Hurts program. 
J.T. Young wrote in The Hill, Opinion, Mr. President, take responsibility. Bidenomics led to Bidenflation. These reporters are now just getting around to what I've been saying for three years now. The only thing Biden understands about inflation is it's a political liability now this close to an election. It's because it hits home. In contrast to the other administration economic statistics, inflation is the ones that you and I and all Americans have to live with day in, day out. Biden owns this inflation. He even put his name on it, Bidenomics. He bought it with the massive spending, and the Americans are paying for it now economically. Biden is now afraid that he will have to pay for it politically. Biden recently let fly at grocery stores for, quote, ripping people off, unquote. He started by noting that inflation is coming down, but that was a lie. The rate of inflation may have slowed slightly, but the prices remain astronomically high. He claims that inflation is now lower in America than any other economy in the world, and that too is a lie. Biden lied, saying the cost of eggs and milk and chicken and gas and so many other essentials have come down, but they haven't. They just haven't gone up as much in the last two months as they have for the last three years before that. He says, but for all we've done to bring prices down, there's still too many corporations in America ripping people off, price gouging, junk free fees, greedflation, shrinkflation. As usual, what Biden says bears little or no resemblance to reality. Obviously, the cost of essential items has not come down. Otherwise, he would not be trying to escape the blame for them. Inflation is not over, and even if it were, the impact will still be felt as we're feeling them right now. Joe Biden needs to know that just because inflation increases at a slower rate, it doesn't make the prices go down. Inflation is not a snapshot statistic as Biden and his administration wishes it could be. This means that lower current readings equal current relief, but inflation is cumulative, over 18% on average since he took office. If prices go up 50% in year one, 10% in year two, what used to cost $100 still now costs 165, not just 10% more. It takes time for real wages to grow, minus the inflation's effect, to erase the inflation's impact. This is why Americans are so negative about Bidenomics and Joe Biden's economy. And they are so negative, and the administration and its apologists keep trying to say this economy is strong. Inflation-infused prices have left Americans behind. And all the stats in the world don't matter if you're getting less for your money than you got just three years ago. Americans have been left behind by Joe Biden's inflation for a prolonged period of time. Exactly the same amount of time ironically, that Joe Biden has been in office. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, inflation as measured by the Consumer Price Index was rising at 1.4% when Biden took office January 2021. But after being in office only two short months in March of that year, it was rising by 2.6%. By January of the next year, Biden's first year in office, it had skyrocketed by 7.5%. And it peaked at 9.1%, a 40-year high in June of 2022. In December of that year, it was still at 6.5%, and it hasn't gone down at all. The rate has gone down slightly. The Federal Reserve's target 2% is what is considered an acceptable rate. So for 35 consecutive months during Biden's presidency, inflation has been well above that level. Inflation... Thy name is Bidenomics. Bidenomics, thy name 
is Joe Biden. This is only half of the Americans' price squeezing. The other half came from the massive interest rate hikes that were put in place to try and cool Joe Biden's inflation. 11 times since Joe Biden has taken office, the Federal Reserve was forced to hike interest rates. So the president is right to be worried about prices, but he's wrong about the culprit. The greedflation or shrinkflation, as he claims, it's called Bidenflation. It's real, and he is responsible. Biden has a history of forever causing problems and blaming others. Look at illegal immigration, foreign policy disasters, the America last energy policy. But inflation is the main one he cannot escape. He owns his all-show and no-go economy that has thrust on working Americans the inflation that has now caused you to have far, far less in your wallet, in your savings account, than you did when Donald Trump was your president. All right, gang, it looks like I've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2024, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved. <laughs>